Dean Evans joins us now, all thanks to Winning Edge Investments, to have a look at some of the major races this weekend. Uh, good morning to you, Dean. What a weekend it is. Yeah, good morning, Matt. Yeah, absolutely outstanding. This is, uh, this is probably my favourite race day of the year, I think. You know, Derby Day, just a classic day with a derby and a cool moor and the Empire Rose, some brilliant fields this year. And, and now complemented by, a, you know, a Rose Hill meeting with the Golden Eagle and the Nature Strip Stakes, it's just... Um, it's just, uh, you know, a feast for horse racing fans and um, just a fantastically exciting day. Certainly is. Let's start with one of my favourite races on the calendar, the Coolmore Stud Stakes, where the three-year-olds go hammer and tong up the Flemington Straight. Now, we've got a number of different form lines here, Dean. We've got the Golden Rose, the Everest, uh, Caulfield Guineas, the Blue Sapphire. Um, which form lines do you think will hold up in the Coolmore Stud tomorrow? But historically... Uh, you know, the last 10 or 11 years, the, the Golden Rose forms always really, uh, really stood up. The Roman Consul forms usually held up quite well too, but the Golden Rose forms one that's really sort of stood up, and and, and usually those horses that can go you know, on 1400, even a mile sometimes. Uh, you know, in, in Brisbane, the Group One as a two-year-old, that you know those sorts of horses perform really strongly. Um, I do think that the uh, that the Golden Rose form this year as well. Um, uh, rates very highly as, as does the Everest form. You know, there's so much early speed in this race with Grand Impact, Custodian, Duel, Queen of the Ball, Best of Bordeaux. I think it's really going to suit something that, uh, you know, off pace and, and, and swooping. And eight of the last 11 winners drawn barrier seven or wider, so the, the outside draws are going to suit. So I, I, I think I've narrowed that down to, you know, Jackano and, and, and uh, in secret being suited. Jackano, really impressive first stop, winning the McNeil, then won the Golden Rose which is always such a strong form line. It was very impressive doing it up a 28-day break. And it was only beaten 1.9 lengths in the Everest after being slow away. And, you know, Home Affairs, as an example, was beaten about eight lengths in the Everest and, and then absolutely bolted in this race last year by about four lengths. So you know, I think that's the premier form line. I think Jack and O is the one to beat. And in secret, it was really impressive winning the one to the Rose and then was beaten ahead in the Golden Rose. You know, Jane Max Sticks has been set for this and... Uh, and, and so I, I think that's a premier form line with, with Jack and O to one to beat and in secret the danger. Where do you think they'll be going? Do you think they'll split or go down the middle? Um, I, you know, it'd be interesting. I'm, I'm still waiting for some track walker sort of assessment. But I think they, they might split between sort of middle and, and out wide. Um, historically, the, the fence has not been the place to be in this in this race. Um, so I, I think they're probably going to split between sort of the middle and, and, and out wide. Um, and, and, you know, often these races are determined by which area is faster. Um, but I think with Jack and I drawn really wide and in secret, uh, sort of drawn in the middle, hopefully uh, one of those two, you know, the, the two different clumps. And um, uh, and I think the winner's going to come from one of those two runners. All right, so we're keen on those runners that have come down from Sydney, Jack and O, and uh, in secret through the Golden Rose and the Everest as the two horses to beat in the Coolmore Stud Stakes. Tomorrow we turn our attention to the following race, it's the Victoria Derby, one of the great classics in Australian racing, and we have got one of the deepest Victoria Derbies we've seen in recent years, Dean. Yeah, look, yeah, there's plenty of plenty of chances in this race. Uh, historically, nine of the eleven last eleven winners have been fifth up or further in their prep, so you know horses that have you know that real uh, fitness base for the tough twenty five hundred metres for these early three year olds is critical. The only ones who weren't were uh, Johnny Get Angry. He was fourth up, but they walked around about 25 lengths below par, so it wasn't really a 2,500-metre race, and Hitotsu, who was just a freak. So, you know, they need to be fit to win this race. Um, there's not a lot of speed expected here uh, for, the, for these players, so I think the horses that aren't way out the back, like, you know, Sharp and Smart and, and Berkeley Square, Berardino and Mr Maestro, that can, you know, can, can take a position, I think it's going to be uh, fairly important. 
Uh, look, I think sharp and smart again. I'm really keen on. You know, we uh, um, back in last week uh, in the spring champion, I was really keen. He won it sort of seven or eight bucks, and, and you know, he, he was just wide, no cover throughout um, in the spring champion. And they usually just don't win group ones um, from there. Uh, and Andy was unbalanced twice in the straight when Hamburg and yet still won. I think if he'd if he'd had cover and got a clear run in the straight, he probably would have won by three or four lengths. And I, I just think Sharp and Smart is a, a super horse. He was only third up there, so he's got that fitness, that seven-day backup, which has won four of the last 11 derbies. I think he really is the one to beat here again. Um, and I think the danger is Mr. Maestro from the Forsman Yard. Andrew Forsman used to train with the, the great Murray Baker, who knows exactly what it takes to win uh, derbies in Australia. He's won his last three starts. Mrs. Maestro has been really strong on the line. Uh, you know, won the Group 3 Caulfield last start, and, and I think he's the key danger here. So I've got Sharp and Smart on top, and, and, and Mr. Maestro is, um, as a danger. All right, and in Sydney, all eyes on the $10 million Golden Eagle, and we've got a couple of Victorian horses engaged here. Peter Moody sent I Wish I Win to Sydney. So too, Chain of Lightning to be ridden by Jamie Carr, and Pinstriped also goes around for Envijusifovic. Uh, Dean, who do you like in the Golden Eagle? Yeah, look, I think when it comes to Rose Hill, the track pattern is always really, really critical. Um, so I'll be looking with an eagle eye. Sometimes, you know, it can be quite hard to win if you're not uh, if you're not near the fence. So, uh, and the track's certainly drying and, and might even end up a good four on the day. So, um, you know, that's going to be a critical point. I think the other is that there's so much speed in this race. With you know, in the Congo, um, yeah, military expert, uh, lightsaber, Mr. Mozart. Um, there's just a ton of speed, Lady Von, a lavish girl down the bottom. So I think they're going to go quick and you want to sit off. Um, look, I do think Lyle Infantry is the one to beat, but I thought it was sort of a good bet at, at $4 plus. And, and I'm hoping it does get back out there, but they've absolutely smashed them this morning to three twenty three thirty. So that's, that's pretty tight. There's Group 1 form in France is, is the best sort of import form we've ever had in this race. And, and the imports that have come so far have, have sort of gone close on some occasions. So I do think Lyle Infantry is the one to beat. If they happen to be swooping, uh, you know, I was devastated that Fangirl drew sort of, you know, 21 um, because I think she's just a really top quality dry track horse. You know, her record on dry, winning the Light Fingers, the Group 1 Vinery, second in the Winks to Animo is exceptional. I think the last couple of starts has just been too wet for her. But I just worried that she's back and wide. It's very hard to win at Rose Hill. So unless they're swooping, it'll be hard for Fangirl. I think she's a big chance at $19. And if there's sense, uh, you know, advantage, then, then Chain of Lightning, who you mentioned, you know, Jamie Carr, missing the entire derby day to come and ride this horse. Mm. Um, you know, she's done very little wrong. Uh, chain of Lightning, you know, beat the older mare at Group 2 level last start. Um, she's going to get a beautiful run off the speed. Um, and I do think she's a, a big danger too. It's such a wonderful weekend of racing, both in Melbourne and in Sydney. Dean, outside of those races we've touched on, is there one that you're keen to have a bet into? Uh, oh, look, I think... Um, uh, I think loss and running for me in the nature strip stakes is, is very, very hard to beat. I think, you know, Eduardo's coming off a very poor run. I think Private Eye, third up, might be looking for further. Marzu, I think, is going to be a real effort contender next year, um, but it's still a little early for him. And, and Mask Crusader, I'm not so sure he's, he's suited by Rose Hill. So I just think loss and running, uh, if he's at his peak, you know, I think he could have won the Everest, um, and I think it'll be very hard to beat the nature strip. Yeah, the money keeps coming for Lost and Running in the Nature Strip Stakes. Uh, Dean, have a wonderful weekend. Good luck. And uh, just remind the listeners how they can get involved at Winning Edge Investments. Uh, yeah, just, just pop into uh, winningedgeinvestments.com. Um, head to the membership options. Uh, select whichever uh, membership suits them best. Um, and type RSN into the promo code and get a 50% ongoing lifetime discount. Love your work, Dean. Good luck. Cheers, Matt. Thanks, mate.